All right, guys, you're listening to the Neighbors Podcast. Today we got a pretty interesting question that you guys can think about while listening. Um, what is one thing you'd change in the past, and how would it alter the future? There's tons of things that I feel like you could go back to change, whether it's something as simple as a job or relationship or just an overall negative experience you've had. I'd say personally, if I had to go back and change something, I wouldn't have worked my first job at Family Dollar. Okay. Just because I felt like I had higher expectations going into it than what I thought was going to be. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that it was a bad experience, you know, getting work experience, but it's just I kind of feel like I set myself up. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I forgot to add that this decision won't, change anything in your life now yeah so i guess it just depends on what you think it would change now but if it doesn't change anything then that kind of opens up your opportunities to yeah pick different answers see mine would be school and trying harder in school when i was in high school yeah but that also comes with uh, there would be less free time in high school and all that stuff so you wouldn't Mm -hmm. see your friends friends as much yeah um, I wish I would have tried harder in school and all that stuff just because there's people in high school graduating with uh, associate's degrees before they're even in college, you know, like yeah. out of high school. And I think that's impressive. And I wish I would have, I guess, applied myself more to doing that. But I also wouldn't take back any of the things I did hanging out with my friends and yeah. the free time I would have. You see? So that would be the one that you that wouldn't change anything now. So you wish you would go back yes. and have done school, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have affected anything like hanging out with friends and all that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So see, with me, I I don't feel like that's the one for me. I could go back and I could change that and I could sleep perfect at night. Oh, really? It's okay. kind. Of, it's one of those things I feel like it put me on the right track to get my next job, but I think I would have got the next job anyway, yeah. whether I had went and worked there or not. So it's more or less just like going back and deleting and instead spending more time with my friends and stuff as soon as I got out of college instead of immediately going to work. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people fall victim to that kind of like, oh, I'm out of school. I got to go do something immediately. Mm -hmm. And you're still a kid, you know. That's what I wish I wouldn't have done. Right after I got out of high school, I went straight into a factory job, which I was still in community college but I wish I wouldn't have done that just because I was wanting to make 60k at 18 years old yeah <laughs> not knowing that oh god I gotta work all the time to be doing yep. that I in a factory second shift. yeah in second shift just overall I wish I would have been a kid more in that situation you know because you don't get that stuff back once you're an yeah. adult and you actually have those like big boy jobs it, it's it's over it's yeah. like you can't just be like uh eh, I'm going to take this week off unless you have vacation or anything, but you know what I'm saying. If there was one thing that I could have aspired to do that would have changed now, I'll always have wanted to, you know, stream and be some kind of internet personality, whether it be a YouTuber, Twitch streamer, whatever. I wish that I would have pursued the streaming thing a little bit harder and actually focused on growing and even though I know that would have changed if I did miraculously hit it big, I think my whole mindset behind it would be I still want to live where I live now. 
So mm-hmm. even if I did, you know, have a big following or anything like that, I would still want to live in a little small town and hang out with my friends. The only difference being, instead of going to work a nine to five, um, mm-hmm. at my house playing video games, editing clips, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you'd want streaming to be like your future yeah. that would get changed. Yeah. So okay. So I think even with the change, it wouldn't really change a whole lot. Yeah. But that's a good answer then. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where. If I'm the one changing it, you know, it's based on my personality. Mm-hmm. So I know that I wouldn't just pack up tomorrow and move to California and New York yeah, or something. And then nothing that you have now yeah. would be the same at all. Yeah, that's a good one. Mine's a little different. I mean, if I was had that opportunity to go back, I'd spend more time in the gym, dude, the basketball gym. That's I'd be on the one. Dallas Mavericks right now with Luca, <laughs> and I wouldn't know anybody I know. But yeah. that's not – Looking at it from this point of view, like yeah. I wouldn't want that to happen. But if I was back in time, like yeah, I want to, I'm going to spend some more time in the gym. <laughs> well, I think just the overall, if you had the ability to make whatever you wanted to happen happen, yeah. that opens up a whole new door. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to go out there and like, okay, I'm going to put two more hours in the gym a day and be a pro <laughs> basketball player. I'm, I'm like, saying it's going to be like I'm going to be more athletic, all yeah. that stuff. That's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to be Tim the Tap Man. That's it. Yep. I'm just going to be a millionaire now. Sorry. Just with hair, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we kind of – that's our first question here. And we got another one that I think is really good. And you got the better wording of it here. What do you think? All right. I, I'd say following up the icebreaker here, the overall topic today will be if we experience our greatest moments growing and learning from failure – why are we so afraid of failing? So what are things that you feel like you've experienced in your life that you've had to learn and grow from, but it's not necessarily been a positive experience? I think my number one is because, and this kind of goes back to my school situation. The first thing I did um, in college was apply to physical therapy assistant school. And that's what I wanted to do since I was in high school. And I never really applied myself. So um, I applied the first time, didn't get accepted, didn't get um, into the program. And it kind of it kind of just took my life for a whirl, you know, because mm-hmm. in high school, everything you have is set. Like, you know exactly what you're going to be doing every day. Whenever you start to do things for yourself, yeah. it gets different. So once that happened and, like, it kind of was like, whoa, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life anymore. And it kind of just put me down a lot that I was like, I'm not even going to try, you know. I'm not even going to try to get back in next year, which is not a good way to be. Um, So after I got declined the first time, I didn't put my all into applying the next time, and I just did it anyway just because I was like, eh, maybe, maybe they'll let me in. Didn't get in that time either. So it was a big, like, I guess heartbreak for me just because I thought I had it all planned out. My friends are already doing what they're doing and I'm over here. Whoa, I'm back to square one because I didn't get accepted into what I wanted to get into. Yeah. But how I guess I've overcome it is now I'm back in school at a university, not just community college, trying to be a regular physical therapist, not just the assistant. And I'm on a whole lot better track getting to that than I was to the physical therapy assistant. Mm-hmm. And I was, that kind of happens for a reason, I think. You know, yeah. like me getting denied from that, 
was for a reason so I could be even better and be um, higher up than just the assistant, you know. And I guess that's how I overcame it because it was always in the back of my mind, like, you got to do something. And yeah. That's what I wanted to do, and I'm doing it. So, Well, to literally just go hand in hand with what you said, in the same way from what you said earlier about, you know, graduating with your associate degree and on that track, I did do that, mm-hmm. but I almost feel like that it hindered me because it was, you know, you could take your easy pie classes in high school and hang out with your friends and do that, but instead I didn't give my all to my associate classes. Yep. So even though, you know, I got my two-year degree or whatever, I wasn't making, you know, straight A's, mm-hmm. and I wasn't, you know, that 4.5 student. In the easy classes, like, yeah. before all the other stuff. So yeah. what that did for me was when I started to apply for colleges, there was a <clears> ton <throat> of colleges that I wanted to get into, and they didn't accept me. Mm-hmm. And they were straight up like, well, you don't have a good enough GPA. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but associate degree. And they're like, yeah, but GPA. Did you have your associates in high school? Mm-hmm. Dang, I didn't know that. Yeah. I just said so, it was impressive. There you go. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's that's the thing, though. Even though I did get that, I feel like if I would have waited and I would have only been focusing on that and uh, after high school, yeah, I would have had a better shot to get into some of the other better colleges that I applied for mm-hmm. versus... I don't want to really say that I had to settle, but I mean, in a sense, I did. And once I kind of took a step back and looked at the bigger picture, and I was like, okay, well, I'm definitely not getting in here because mm-hmm. my my like overall grades just ain't cutting it. What is my next best opportunity? Out of everything that I have applied for, everything that I'm looking at, what do I want to do? And similar to your path, I think that that hindrance kind of held me back for a reason mm-hmm. because once I got to see you know there's other colleges besides that one yeah I get to choose and I'm not just held to this well I got in there I'm done mm-hmm. and going to ETSU kind of gave me a whole new experience in the fact that it's a whole lot smaller yeah. than any other college that I was looking to go to so I got a more personal you know relationship with the teachers I have a better understanding of course material because it's one-on-one almost in some classes. More individual. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like as a whole, it actually helped me not getting into my dream Mm -hmm. college or making as good of grades as I could have because I didn't have to deal with all the extra crap that came with it. I agree with that. I think for some, if we have any younger viewers that are thinking about going into college, don't prioritize yourself like Dylan was just talking about he might have applied to his dream school I don't know which school it was but and got declined it's not a social status thing to go to a certain school you know like don't want to be like I'm going to go to Duke just because they have a good basketball team and everybody will be like whoa he's at Duke go to where is going to be the best option for you and the cheapest if you want to go that route if you got a dream school go for it but don't worry about the opinions of others saying oh cool he went to blah 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 you know it go to your local university like employers i feel like don't really care that much about yeah the label unless they're alumni like community college is yeah. awesome for so many reasons mm-hmm. let alone the fact that here you get to go two years for free besides books and stuff yeah so i mean there's no reason not to do that 
like, you're not failing going community to community college. Yeah, like no, we're both <laughs> examples of that. That two-year degree counts the same as any other two-year degree. Yeah. And I think with what I say when I say dream college, I don't even think when you said that about status, it made me just the light bulb go off. <laughs> I, I don't really recognize it as a dream college. It wasn't that I wanted to go there because it's like, oh, it was Virginia Tech, by the way. Okay. So, you know, this big Virginia Tech, you know, I'm going to go to watch all the football games and be in the student life. No, it was because I had friends that yeah. had talked about going there and that we were, you know, we were going to hang out at college and we can be roommates. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's cool. But then once I kind of got to experience it after I'd already went to college mm-hmm. and actually saw how Virginia Tech was, I'm like, thank God that I yeah. didn't end up going mm-hmm. here because at my school, I can wake up and walk across the entire campus in 30 minutes. Yep. At Tech, you're going to have to get on a bus and ride there. to school and then probably walk 30 minutes just to get to one class mm-hmm. versus all my classes are literally five-minute walk from yeah. each other. So with that whole like that eye-open experience, I'm like, oh, I'm just so glad that I didn't end up doing this because I think I would have been so much more miserable. Yeah doing this than what mm-hmm. I did get blessed with. And I, I wasn't saying that you were worried about social status. No, no, no. I just wanted to say that. Uh, but I just don't want people um, picking their college. Say they go get accepted to five colleges, then they want to go to the biggest name that costs the most money. That's It's not always a mistake, because, but sometimes it's going to be a mistake. If it's your dream school, go for it. But there's bigger things than the label of the school that you go to is what I think. I've always heard this thing about it doesn't matter what college you go to if you're going to be a doctor. Whenever you go to that hospital and you're applying and you're trying to be a med or whatever, Mm -hmm. they're going to hire you because you're good at what you do. They're going to run you through it and they're going to give you situations. What would you do if you execute properly? If you go to Duke, if you go to Emory and Henry, wherever, your degree is going to be valid if you can do your job. Yeah. And if you apply for anything, I have never seen a job on any website before that says you have to have a four-year degree from insert True. this college. True. It's going to say a bachelor's in science, a bachelor's in marketing, something in the field. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people get tied up is, well, if I don't go to Virginia Tech and I don't get a marketing degree there, then it's shot. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, but your marketing degree that's a whole lot harder to get is the exact same as my marketing degree at, insert, any other smaller four-year college. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we both have kind of been success stories from failing with both of our examples here. Just because, yeah, what kind of what happened to us kind of sucks. And we've had more stuff than just school. Like, yeah. it happens to everybody on a day-to-day basis. You fail at something, like say you wanted to be really good at video games and you're garbage, like keep playing because it's fun. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's Everyday me too. Example. Just keep playing because you're fun because it's fun. But we kind of got some things that it's kind of a pros and cons list, kind of not um, of failing and what you can get from it and kind of things that you're just afraid of to fail. That's kind of keeping yeah. you from what you want to do. So one thing that I think you can be afraid of for, um, failing is negative consequences. So that could be the opinions of others. Like you're worried that people are going to be talking about you if you don't get into your dream school. Yeah. If you 
I don't know, fail as a YouTuber or anything like that. You just kind of embarrass yourself or something like that. You're so worried about that that it's kind of just occupying your mind Mm -hmm. and making you not even try at things. Yeah, it's almost, it's like a self-doubt thing that Mm -hmm. if you fail, that your ego is going to be so hurt that you, you feel like you've got this big elaborate following and you probably don't for starters. Yeah. But secondly, it's even if you do, what's the word, like, what is someone else's opinion going to really do to affect your day-to-day life? Mm-hmm. Like, someone doesn't like the podcast, okay, they don't have to watch it. Yeah. If someone has a critique or someone doesn't like me as a person, you still don't have to watch it. But me mm-hmm. doing it doesn't, you know, affect them. So why am I going to let their opinion really affect me and what I'm doing? Yeah. So I think a lot of people get hung up on that, and it's almost, if any, any road bump, like pops up and they're just like oh crap this is just the biggest inconvenience in the world mm-hmm. what do i have to do to fix this that's part of it yeah. you have to figure out like it's life yeah like yeah. that sucks that it happened but life goes on mm-hmm. so even though there may be a negative consequence of your action whether you you know do something that you're not supposed to do at your job and you end up getting fired or you know you cheat on a test and you get caught and you get kicked out even though those are very drastic things, at some point you're going to be like, oh yeah, shouldn't do that. Yep. And you learn from it. And that may be a negative consequence. You can gamble. You can invest in stocks. I mean, yeah. you can win a lot of money, sure. <laughs> Trust yeah, me. You can. We know. Yeah. You can lose it just as fast. If not faster, <laughs> dude. Oh my God. And even that, like financial loss, that is also a negative consequence Absolutely. of something... And I think the more that you do things like that, the more that you understand, well, maybe I shouldn't put $500 in FanDuel and mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to double that. I'm going to triple that. Or, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to see how much I can get by with not doing it work until they fire me. Yeah. And then you get fired and it's like, well, what was, I didn't expect that to happen. Like, no, mm-hmm. that's the whole point is there are consequences for growing. Absolutely. If there's any situation that you do struggle with or you do fall into, at some point you're going to have to kind of get over it and grow and learn from it. And a way you can grow from financial loss, like you're talking about, is just you'll learn to save money so that doesn't happen again. You know, like say you go bankrupt and you're asking mom for money and you're like, please, mom, I don't have anything. I need to pay for my car or like I had to take my car to the shop. Um You'll learn to, you'll keep a couple grand in that savings account. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, that leads us into like a a positive, you know? Yeah. A positive of um, failing is like you learn, you do learn from it. Yeah, you totally, you gain tons and tons and tons of life lessons, Mm -hmm. especially with things that are very extreme like that. Because Mm -hmm. if you do end up getting kicked out of a college for something of that nature, you're going to have a whole new outlook on life. Cause you're not going to be going to another college because they're like, yeah, that dude got exiled for that. Like, yeah. He's out here in the desert. We're not letting him in the perimeter. Yeah. But it's like, okay, well, I understand that what I did was wrong. I have to pretty much take the high road now, mm-hmm. and I have to figure out, you know, can't do that again. What else can I do in my life that I'm going to learn and grow from? So whether it's a construction job or whether it's going and, you know, donating every dollar you have to people that really need it mm-hmm. it teaches you the value of like the experience and the opportunity that you have 
Absolutely. If you have the opportunity to go to school and do that stuff and you kind of throw it away, you get to experience that for a reason. It, mm-hmm. Not everyone is as gifted as you to get the opportunity to do stuff like that. Yeah. So it, it's a humbling experience for sure. Mm-hmm. But I'd say as many life lessons as you can learn from failing, growth is inevitable. Like yeah. you, you cannot fail and not learn something. Yeah. And I used to really worry, like go, going back into social status, I used to worry about, you know, what what would my job be and like what are people are people going to think I'm successful? But this quote, I, I, I'm going to give my dad a quote right here. He always says, well, the world needs uh, grave diggers too, son. And I'm like, that's true. Like you, you don't need to worry about your social status and what your job is. If you like doing what you want to do, then do it. Yeah. You shouldn't have to worry about, oh, God, I got to be a doctor. Oh, God, I got to be a pro basketball player. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we hold ourselves to such high standards that failing is inevitable. You know, like, if you're going to put yourself on a pedestal and you want to be the best of the best of the best, you're going to fail. Nobody's perfect to yeah. get there without failing, you know. And like Dad says, the world needs grave diggers, too. Yeah. And I, I, that's That's cool to me, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those real-life experiences that, it, it means so much more when you hear someone say it that you can really relate to, mm-hmm. and it hits close to home because it is close to home. Yeah. But it, it's so much learning takes place that whenever you're in situations like this, if you don't kind of you know risk it or stick your neck out and you don't ever fail, you're never really going to grow. You're always going to be in the same state that mm-hmm. if I just play it safe and I just keep my head down and do what I'm supposed to do, you know, I'll be fine. You will, but you're never going to really amount to anything more so than that. Mm-hmm. So with what you're saying with the grave digger, don't work yourself to death or don't overdo it, yep. but also take it with a grain of salt that at some point you're going to have to end up doing something. You yep. can't just have a free ride forever. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of goes into the next positive is with all these – um positives that you get from failing if you do fail you got to be resilient you got to learn how to bounce back you got to learn how to make better choices next time that are going to help you not get in the same situation Mm -hmm. or it's going to help you learn from the previous one so you can kind of just hold it together so it's like i've been here before i know what i'm doing i know what i'm dealing with Mm -hmm. yeah what do i change Dylan's going off today guys the hands are going crazy. <laughs> He's going crazy. <laughs> but that leads me into like thinking, don't make the same mistake again. You know? Yeah. You can mess up, but don't do the same thing again and expect different results. And isn't, isn't that called like insanity or something? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting oh, yeah. the same result. I mean being insane, period, but But yeah, but that's yeah. like a, a quote or or a saying oh yeah yeah i'm like he's over here reading the description of this i'm like i don't think that's insanity (laughs) yeah but it makes me think because in basketball in high school um my coach would always say if they're running a press against you so you can't do the same thing and expect yes if they if a press beats you the same way two times in a row that's your fault like that's not if you make that same pass again expecting that guy not to steal it then that's your fault Mm-hmm. Like, you can blame the ref, whatever you want, but that's your fault yeah. for making the same mistake, mistake again. Fool me once, shame on you. 
Oh gosh. I mean that's Yep. Is it, what rap song is that? Uh, I can't remember. Fool me and then he messes no, up his models. Like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. J. And Cole. He, yep, J. Cole. But there's also I'm gonna go into the negative now, like disappointing people and kinda having expectations that you don't meet, you mm-hmm. know. And disappointing could be like your family, I guess, if you you had a family that was really strict on you or something, or if you just really wanted to make your family proud and you mess up in school or yeah. it's that's something that's important to you. You don't really want to disappoint people like that or yourself. If you got standards for yourself that you want to meet, that makes it almost scared. You makes you almost scared to do things you see, because you're afraid to fail at those things yeah. to disappoint yourself. And I think the big word is just anxiety that you're afraid of you know you don't want to feel this way so i'm not even going to try to do things i think ego gets into that too absolutely is you have this mentality that you're gonna succeed and Mm -hmm. you're gonna do great things but then you get humbled real quick and it's how you handle it Mm -hmm. if you do have something negative like this happen do you you know step back at it or do you pull into it do you Mm -hmm. let do you just accept it or do you actually make an effort to change? And with disappointing people in general, I'd say at the end of the day, you really have to only care about what you think. And mm-hmm. I know that's kind of a hard way to look at it. A lot of people yeah. are, well, I care what my mom thinks. I care what my dad thinks. I care what my wife thinks. That's great. And you do care about their opinions to an extent. But at the end of the day, if everyone's telling you different stuff and you're doing something that you don't feel comfortable with or that you're happy with, I feel like you kind of have to, you know, block out all the noise and Mm -hmm. decide for yourself, is this really the choice I want to make? Is this what I want to do? Am Mm -hmm. I going to be happy with the decision that I make? Yeah. And I think that's healthy. If like, if you have a, like a, a nice small circle of people that, you know, are always in your corner, like your mom or your dad then you can kind of value their opinions and stuff. But yeah. if it's like a toxic, like, you got to do this, you got to do that, or I'm going to kick you out of the house or something, yeah. you know, then that's something you kind of want to stay away from. Once it leaves that outer circle and you start worrying about, oh, my gosh, what does my best friend's girlfriend's mother think about <laughs> yeah. what I'm doing with my life? That's whenever it becomes a problem. Yeah. I think we need to, include myself, need to focus more on the small circle that does care about you uh, instead of the people that are outside of it that really don't. Everybody's just living their lives worrying about themselves. Mm-hmm. You care so much about what other people think about you when other mm-hmm. people don't think about you. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. And, and I think that's what I'm kind of getting with with ego, too, is you have this sense of superiority that well, no one can see me fall. No one can see these errors or these difficulties that are happening to me because mm-hmm. if they see it happening to me they're going to think i'm weak and they're no one cares nope. no one's going to think about you like that all they care about is you thinking that about them exactly you know it's it's almost like you want to be selfish with your disappointments you don't want to necessarily have other people that you care about disappointed in you but you don't want to be disappointed in yourself because of all this fake mm-hmm. like not reality of people not really caring what you do with your life. Mm-hmm. If I if I stream for a month straight and I don't, you know, become famous, mm-hmm. whoever watches me isn't going to be like, hey, he sucks, he's not famous. And if they are, 
that's all they've got going on in their lives. Yeah. That they're taking the time to bash someone that they don't know. For doing something they like to do. Yeah. And yeah. It reminds me of, like, girls at a party. Like, they come in dressed up as much as they can with the makeup. And not even just a party. Like, going to Walmart yeah. or something. And they're like, like I hope person? I look good. And then, at the same time, the girls that they're worried about saying something about them are like, I hope I look good. You know, yeah. they're not worried about but then, what... Then you've got the one wearing a tank top and the Cookie Monster pajama pants. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, she don't care what no one thinks. <laughs> She's worried She's about going it. home and eating some Oreos. Exactly. She's like, <laughs> God, that's and funny. that's the mentality we need. Yeah, like literally, but just, you know, hygiene. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Just just maybe bump it up a little bit. Yeah. Like, don't walk out where, you know, you're just wearing a tank top. Be decent. Maybe, like, a T-shirt or something, but... Yeah, don't give that little of a fuck. Like, <laughs> another con, I guess we can say, or just things that you're afraid of with failing is kind of just fear of the unknown. Because that's... Going back to anxiety, just, like, worrying about, oh, my gosh, what if they don't like me? What if I go in here and mess up this presentation at work? Like, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. The only thing that messes you up in the future is worrying about it, yeah. you know? So I guess that's kind of like fear of the unknown, and you're never 100% on what's going to happen to you, you know? Well, and 9 out of 10 times, even if you do mess up, the outcome that really happens compared to how catastrophically you blow it out of proportion, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, and this is what I try to tell myself with work, as much as you do get behind or as much stuff that you have on your plate, if it doesn't get done, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're not going to get shot. I mean, you might get fired. <laughs> yeah, but, but you're going to survive. But, I mean, again, even if you do mess up and you do get fired, you're not going to get fired over one mistake. I mean, look at how many people on a day-to-day -day basis are worrying about the same thing and are struggling with the same issue that, well, I can't make any mistakes. I have to be perfect 24-7 or otherwise someone's going to be mad. Mm -hmm. That Those people are so worried about other stuff, it doesn't matter. Yeah, They're worried that their boss is going to be mad at them and then so on and so forth. It's and, just a cycle. Like, yeah. You bringing up work makes me remember I was going to give a public service announcement on here. If you were the lady that came into my work asking me to fix your glasses because they were broken and I needed to order those, I forgot your name. So I can't order those. So if you're watching, please comment on the video because I'm stressing about you, okay? I know you're blind and you can't see anything. I work at an eye doctor, by the way. So I hope she's watching this video, man. We got to get this everywhere, guys. Yeah. We got to share old, it. 80-year-old lady, gray hair, obviously, that came in on January 4th. My name's Jacob Abel. Please help me. <laughs> to get you to please help me to help you <laughs> and here again fear of the unknown what's going to happen if she doesn't get her glasses yeah, we I'm, don't know <laughs> i'm stressing about it i really am because like she might be in an alley somewhere <laughs> just knocking on a brick wall let me in thinks it's her house and she's just nope. completely blind thank god she did ha she did come in with a, another pair of glasses on so she has something going for her but <laughs> it definitely ain't her she had most temporary support yeah <laughs> I hope she sees this video, man. Anyway, so well, it, this is this is even great because this 
leads another positive. I mean, it's a whole new perspective. Yeah, it really I mean, is. I get to see what it's like that someone else is stressing about stuff. Mm-hmm. So in the same regard, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to be sure if I ever get in a situation like that, I definitely need to pay attention. I need to write, write down their, their name. name. <laughs> write their name down. Ah, the girls at work make fun of me, man, because I always forget names. And This time it's bad because she yeah. all she did was leave me the glasses and... All I remember is her face, and I definitely don't remember her name, so there's no way I can order those glasses because I can't look her name up. (laughs) It's tough, man. Well, for the perspective, I put look at it with a fresh set of eyes. Oh, that's (laughs) ironic. I guess sometimes you have to do that, though, is from the outside in. You have to just take it with a grain of salt. You've never been in a situation like this before. You don't really know what's happening Mm -hmm. you had to make a rash choice and once you've made it that's your bed you gotta lay in it but you also need to look at it from a whole different perspective Mm -hmm. don't just accept it if it is a bad outcome then analyze it and realize okay well this time i need to do something different i need Mm -hmm. to not let this happen or i'm gonna be right back in the same boat i'm already in and similar to what you were saying with the press if you do it twice in a row and it still happens, what do you expect? Yeah. So with the perspective thing, if you do look at it with a fresh set of eyes, you kind of see it from a whole different outlook. So mm-hmm. you can make that choice next time. Okay, yeah, let's not do that because mm-hmm. I'm going to be right back where I'm at now. Yeah. And I think another thing with perspective is it kind of humbles people. You know, like it. I'm not on top of the world. You know, I can fail. Mm-hmm. It's not just I can get to wherever I want without failing. Like, everybody's going to fail. And if you're somebody who's high and mighty, has a high ego, like you were talking about earlier, failing gives you perspective on you're not the only person in the world. You're going to fail. There's other people that are failing too, but getting back up and overcoming it is what you got to do. You can't just expect it to be laid out on a table or a, yeah. laid out on a plate for you. I think that kind of ties in with the perspective talk too, that – when it does happen to you, if you do have a big ego about it, it kind of, like what you're saying with humbles, it makes you look at it with this new perspective that even though I am in this really bad situation, this could just as easily be anybody else. Yes. And it also makes you realize that I'm far from perfect. I know that everyone else is far from perfect too. So if they're in a situation like this, I shouldn't, you know, cast judgment or glare down at them because they're in an unfortunate circumstance that just you could as be easily, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I look at it from the perspective of people that if you go to the grocery store and someone forgets their wallet and they've got two big old buggies full of groceries, do you know how bad that would suck to have to either just say, well, sorry, I can't pay and leave it. And then mm-hmm. everyone in the store be looking at you like, oh, that's the guy that can't pay for his groceries. That would really suck, but the really nice thing is there's probably somebody there that if they knew the situation, they mm-hmm. would reach out to you and they would pay for your groceries. And be like, yeah, just pay me back, you know? Yeah. If they're or, really nice, yeah. just and pay I mean, for it all the way. And that's what I'm yep. saying. It gives you the whole idea that if you've been in that situation before and you do get someone to pay for your groceries, if you see it to happen to someone else, I bet you're a whole lot more likely to want to help them out. Yeah, And it kind of, it's an eye for an eye. You get to see that situation unfold 
from the outside. Then you're kind of ready for it next time if you have to do anything like that. Exactly. <laughs> that actually happened to me one time in a grocery store. I forgot my dang credit card. And thankfully, I only had like five things in my buggy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to put this over here. I live two minutes away. I'm going to come back with my credit card. Yeah. Never went back, dude. I was too embarrassed. I was like, they're judging me in there. They think I got no money, which made it even worse because I didn't come back. And they probably were like, he really don't have any money. (laughs) I don't know why I was so embarrassed to not come back in there. I think I went to a different grocery store across town just to get the same (laughs) stuff. Uh, Stop worrying about people, what people think of you, like we were talking about earlier. But, I mean, we talked about it a lot. I think another pro, we didn't really specifically say it, but just growing from failure mm-hmm. we all do it it's all something that we're going to have to do or you just will sit at home and watch tv all day and i think that's actually a problem with the world today is we're so afraid of failure that we don't even try and it's so easy not to try mm-hmm. you can just sit at home watch tv play xbox all day and get your groceries paid for and you know get a check you know mm-hmm. and i'm not trying to say because there is people that actually do need it by staying at home, but there's some people who use it, and Dylan knows all. <laughs> How's that happen? Yeah. Well, and this is not to dive too deep into it, but this is the sad truth behind it is, even the people that do get it, I'd say at least eighty percent of the time, it doesn't cover like the necessities, like the pure basics of what we can give to help them. Yeah. Just because they base that on whatever the you know national income limit is or whatever i don't think personally it would make a difference i know old people that get twenty dollars a month and that's that's their help and i'm like they're you know they've retired they don't have anything besides their retirement or their Mm -hmm. like social security paying it that's a whole that's a really tight window for someone to live off of yeah and the only thing that we're able to give them based on the math is $20, but then someone that has 1,900 kids gets, you know, $200 yeah. a kid. My God. And you're still working, and your husband or your baby daddy's working, and you just don't report it or something. I mean, you get into people applying, they got $10,000. And I'm like, y'all make more a month than I do, and I would get denied if I applied. Yeah. So it's... How did, like... Is that all the money that they're bringing in, like, at all? Or do they get something out? Because I really don't have to know how that works. With so, the old people? <laughs> they or... just getting, yeah. Are they just getting 20 no, bucks? No, or no, what? no. So, like, say, for instance, you retire and you're getting, like, your Social Security check yeah, Social from where Security. you paid into it. You'll get whatever amount you paid in for. So, most of the time, it's anywhere from, like, 900 to 1600 a month. And... You know, for the people that make nine hundred, that really sucks because you may have a house payment that's three hundred bucks. Then you gotta pay for electricity, and then you gotta pay for water, and if you're driving somewhere, you gotta pay for gas. Mm-hmm. The only stuff that's normally counted though is how much your rent is, how much your electricity is, how much your water is, how much your telephone is. Hmm. So it doesn't matter if you pay for internet. It hmm. doesn't matter if you pay for gas in your car. Um, so anything extra, like it, it's strictly for housing hmm. and food. So it's a, crazy, it's a supplement. It's not meant as a primary source, which is what people try to get it as. Okay. They live off of this 200 and whatever, $281 a month. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I ain't never worked and I ain't never going to. I'm homeless and mm-hmm. I live in my parents' house and I'm not saying I live in it. And 
you're going to give me money. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things that I feel like those people have become so accustomed to the system, they don't need to learn. They're, mm-hmm. they're a peak. They know exactly how it works. They know exactly what to say. There's no growing from it because it's all they've ever known. Mm-hmm. So it's instead of me going out to make an effort to try to get a job, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story real quick. <laughs> okay. I had a guy, he applied, and I told him, I'm like, I need your identity, your residency, all this stuff. And he's like, well, I haven't got paid since da 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 And I'm like, well, you got paid this month. The rule is if, you're, if your income this month outweighs your total expenses this month, you don't get the mm-hmm. rush. It's called expedited. Oh, you don't okay. get expedited benefits, which is seven days. So he's like, well, they ain't giving me nothing, and we're going to have to figure something out. And I'm like, dude, I can call them as much as you want me to, but if they don't answer, there's nothing else I can do in terms of getting it to work. Yeah. And he calls me back and tells me, you're going to make me steal and make me go to jail, or you're going to make me get another job. Oh, no. And I'm like, wouldn't that be a tragedy? Bless his heart. That you have to go get a job and work just like everyone else that is more than physically capable of. He was more than physically capable? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no. He didn't have anything wrong with it. That's crazy. He was making making $30 an hour working at some welding place. So he definitely made above his... And didn't like his schedule. And that's why he quit. And because he didn't like his schedule, I don't have any money now. And I'm like... People don't realize that you can't just go out and buy a million-dollar house. And you can't buy a brand-new car and have all these expenses and expect people to just cover your tab. Like, just because you need help doesn't necessarily mean you need help from the government. You Mm -hmm. may just need help learning how to balance and learn how to use your money properly. Money management, yeah. And that's what gets people really ticked off. Well, I got all these bills. My house costs 3000 a month. I'm like, yeah. Well, that's you, a lot. I'm like, well, you make twenty thousand like every three months, so yeah, you've got I, more than enough money to pay for this stuff. Yeah. See, the whole time I thought that like social service, so, can't talk social services was like just complete help like that. I didn't know that it was just like, what'd you call it? Like just supplement. a li- supplement. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought it was like straight up. So what a normal person that would come in and apply to get like an EBT card. It's supplemental nutrition assistance. So nutrition is the whole key there. You Mm. can't buy anything that's hot in the deli. It has to be something that you can store, like a refrigeratable item. You Mm. can't buy paper products that are waste. Mm. There's very set things that you can buy with it because otherwise people would just blow through it. And get this, you can buy friggin' steaks with it. And I know people that get approved for it and they have all this income they don't report and they go to the grocery store and buy filet mignon with their EBT cards. They're buying $50, $60 worth of steaks on their government assistant food card. And I'm in my head, I'm like, where is the line drawn that these people truly don't need assistance, but it's just they're taking advantage of the system? Oh my gosh, man. And, I mean, talking about these people that are like, crappy people that can kind of lead us into our last con or things that you're afraid of for failing yeah change (laughs) 
change people. <laughs> These people hate change. They yeah. don't want to change. Like they don't want because I mean, they don't have to. No, you know? 100%. That's exactly what it is. You get these people that are so entitled that they feel like that the world revolves around them. And well, I've got it my whole life, and I'm never going to change. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to. Because, like we're talking about, they're afraid of it. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of changing because, like, oh, Lord, what if my, my EBT filet mignon goes away? How am I going to live without yeah. it? And It's like, like you're going to live the exact same way everyone else that doesn't have it lives. Yeah. And Normal. It's, <laughs> really? Yeah. It's so frustrating not to go on an even bigger rant. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, really, it's when you see it day in, day out. Every day. It's so annoying to know that there's some people that need this extreme amount of help that you can't give to them. And then there's some people that are like, you don't need this, but you're yeah. going to get approved because you know the right questions to answer. That's the frustrating. Right way to say stuff. And mm-hmm. that's, that's gotta be a hard job sometimes for sure. Whenever you actually want to like help people and then there's people who take advantage. I think that's a lot of things too. Not just yeah. that. That's a yeah, big no. one, but I think more towards our situation though is you can't predict the future, you know, like, mm-hmm. If I could have predicted that I was not going to get accepted into that physical therapy assistant program, why would I apply? You know, these things got to happen to you, and you got to be willing to change if something does happen to you, if yeah. you fail. You and can't just predict the future. It'll eventually get to the point, too, where they'll crack down on it enough, hopefully, mm-hmm. that these people won't get just approved because mm-hmm. the public health emergency or whatever. And when all that stuff does come back and they start putting in these sanctions and all this, a lot of people are going to get into another little tidbit I'm going to mention, comfort zones. Oh, Lord. You're not going to be able to just live as lavishly as you want and expect yeah. all these all this free stuff and free handouts. You're going to be treated like how everyone else is treated. Yeah. And I think that needs to be the realization moment that there's nothing special about you anyone can do what you're doing right now mm-hmm. what do you do that sets yourself apart from anyone else that walks in this place yeah and i mean that goes for everything mm-hmm. it's the same thing with applying and all that just because you have a four-year degree from virginia tech just because you got your doctorate at duke whatever what makes that any more special than if someone else has the exact same credentials and they walk in Yep. Just because you went to a school eight years and got your doctorate, someone could have done that and then also been a doctor for eight years and they're applying for your job. Yep. They're not just going to look at the school you went to. They're going to look at experience. and. Mm-hmm. I feel like that tied in a lot of things like perspective. Like you got to – and like what people think about you, like the social status. You don't got to worry about what school you go to. I liked how you hit on comfort zone because – that's what a lot of the world today is in, including myself sometimes, you know. Oh, like, yeah, no, you totally. You get in that zone where it's like, I'm comfortable here. I don't have to go do this, so I'm not going to go do it. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of people who don't work hard anymore. And mm-hmm. I don't I mean, I don't know a time when pe- I'm 23 years old. I'm not talking like a dang <laughs> 50. Back in my day. Yeah, back in my day. Like that TikTok. 85 hours a day. <laughs> Talk about the blue collar workers. And stuff. I'm only part time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think something we can say to kind of help you guys is just don't be afraid to change. Don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. I mean, we've hit on a lot of things that are pros of failing and a lot of things that you're, you're going to be afraid of whenever you do anything. So I think just step out of that comfort zone and don't be afraid to fail because in the end, we've, we're examples. I mean, yeah. it can turn out okay. 
and I think you guys know that, but sometimes you just need to hear it, I think. Yeah, I'd say that we're we're in a constant state of changing and learning and progressing as humans in general, let alone the fact the place we live in. Mm-hmm. No one's going to 100% agree with you all the time. You're going to be met with constant, you know, people disagreeing you and things of that nature. So either you're going to have to learn to adapt to that and step out of your comfort zone and learn and not, you know, be offended by everything, mm-hmm. or you're going to just fall back with the rest of the world. So at the end of the day, even if you do have to learn and grow, that's not such a bad thing, specifically tied to failing. Everyone fails day in, day out. Um, there's tons of learning experiences every day, and we can only progress as we get older. I agree. These were some wise words from Jacob and Dylan today. Thank you guys for listening.